Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Man, it has been a while, Daniel, since I've been able when to hang out with you. the last time we just bantered? It's been forever, but you know what? I, I just realized I am back in the perfect time because I know you've been grinding getting ready for fantasy football season. So I want to hear grinding. about what you've been doing and what your research has been looking like. I've put a total of a couple hours last night. <laughs> I have a draft coming up this weekend. We have an early draft for some reason. We're trying to accommodate somebody that we play with who's uh, doing some traveling next month. So my second official year of fantasy football, there's a lot of bad blood because I got third last year knowing nothing not even about. what a running back or a tight end does. Um, he ain't never going to be able to figure this out, coach. Yes, he is. So, yeah. So some of the guys were not exactly Some of the guys are a little testy. But so I feel like trash talking has started. Oh, Yeah. I mean, I accidentally started it, but yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see the Daniel get into some trash talk. That's what I really it's need to subtle. See. You kind of put it out there. So what does your hours of research look like as you prepare for fantasy football season? I just read some blogs. I kind of pretend that I know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, read some rankings, some draft strategies. Uh, it's all math at the end of the day. True. Right? One is like throw out loyalties run it by the numbers, hope people don't get COVID like they did last year. Yeah, and no kidding. break their finger or whatever happened to Seattle. Oh, TV. Russell Wilson? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You had Russell Wilson last year. I did, and it hurt. I mean, it probably hurt him more than it hurt me, <laughs> to be honest. But so it was a struggle. What is – you have an early draft, for one. That's interesting. But what is your uh, – what's your pick? Like, what pick do you have? Second. Oh, you're like, the second yeah, pick overall. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm second so, pick overall. So I get to pick somebody good early on, but then it goes a back. It's a back and forth sort of thingamajiggy. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Thingamajig are British English ways of talking about something that you don't know the name of. So I get second pick, but then I got to wait until the twenty third pick or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, okay. Yeah. Who do you want, Daniel? This is going to come out after your draft. I want what's his name, Cup. Cooper Cup? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's I think really I'll go good. I think I'll go top him wide receiver, yeah. In round one. If number one person takes him, then I'll go with Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Running they're back. They're both for the safe Colts. bets. I mean yeah. they're I mean they're both basically Super the good. highest ranked. Yeah. For so sure. you have to pretty much go with them. For sure. Okay. Let's see what happens. It gets tricky. Uh I got forty eight hours to run a couple mock drafts. <laughs> get my get my heart rate down. Not not get nervous on the picks. So we'll, well see. I'll happens. know what you're doing in your office whenever yeah. it's real. So what's funny quiet. is this is our cycling uh my cycling group. Oh yeah, yeah. And okay. so we're actually doing it during our morning workout. I think we're like the only oh, wow. guys who do early morning drafts. <laughs> Are you gonna be biking while you're drafting? Yeah, we bike while we draft. Wow. Okay. There you go. So it's it's really intense. So that you're is, like you have sweaty palms, you're like That is the exact opposite trying of those, to, most fantasy drafts that yeah, have wings and pizza and trying to and read beer. your notes and all that. Yeah, we're throwing back like Gatorade and <laughs> riding our bikes. So that's fun. Okay. Anyway, well the bro talk is very bro y today. So yeah, let's football. Uh, let's dive a little bit deeper into uh, our, our question today. We have a really good question today from Melanie. Melanie. D I Y 
Hi, DIY money. This is Melanie from Idaho. My husband and I both contribute to 401ks at our jobs and contribute enough to max out the employer match. We have followed the DIY money steps and are now ready to start aggressively saving for retirement. Both of our 401ks are managed by an Edward Jones manager, which I understand charges a decent fee for their services. Would we be better off to open a self-directed IRA account in some place like Vanguard or Fidelity and then put our money in something like a target date fund? Or would we be better off to just increase our contributions to our 401ks at work for ease and simplicity's sake? Any advice you have would be appreciated. Thank you. We'll go singing, singing of you, singing of Idaho. All right, Melanie. I, I mean, this question, Daniel, is actually a question we get kind of often from uh, clients and different people that we talk to. It's a, it's a pretty basic question, but I think there's a lot of intricacies and things to think about uh, when you're first deciding on this. Before we kind of get into what we would do in that situation, what are the caveats for having a 401k and having an IRA? Because I know that there's some things where you sometimes can't contribute to an IRA if you have a 401k with an employer and things along those lines. So I just want to cover our bases before we kind of dive into it. Yeah. So to keep it timeless, we won't quote the exact dollar amounts, but what you want to look at is the contribution limits for deductible contributions. If you have a 401k and are wanting to do deductible IRA contributions. Okay. Uh, so you'll want to understand what uh, those limits are, as well as the income limits for Roth IRAs. So yeah. uh, they each have their own uh, various limits. You'll want to check on what those are in any given year and uh, ensure that your income is under those levels Yeah, is, is the basics of it. So uh, if they are, then you can utilize both the 401k or your employer's plan, whether it's 403b, 401k, etc. Plus, uh, the individual retirement accounts, whether that be the deductible traditional IRA or Roth IRA. Okay, gotcha. All right, so to her question, say that they are under the limit and mm-hmm. that they could utilize a traditional IRA if they wanted to, or even a Roth IRA. What what do you say in this situation when you're when you're talking to folks? Well, for me, it really comes down to what is available in the four hundred one k. Okay. So uh, when I'm doing plans with people, we'll look into their 401k. We'll see what the fund lineup is, what mutual funds they have available. Uh, are they really low cost? Um, is there a good diversification? Not just diversification, but is it is there a good selection? Is it you know is there a target date fund that's uh, relatively low cost and invested well, uh, or is there you know total stock market index funds, uh, decent bond funds, things like that. If their investment selection is good and people want to have sort of a one-stop shop and keep it easy, the 401k is not a bad place to save yeah. funds, especially if you have both you know, the traditional and the Roth options, so you can kind of pick and choose. Obviously, we always say invest up to the match, at right. least, because that's free money, right? Um, but beyond that, it really comes down to what that selection is. If, if that selection is not good, then you might as well sort of go the individual route. You can pick the funds on your own. You can mm-hmm. keep it a lot more low cost. Uh, in that case, then it tends to make sense. But you kind of have to put the work into it. So you have to either automate the deposits into it. Uh, if you're doing it in a brokerage account, you got to go in and buy the investments, things like that. So there's a few extra steps potentially. Yeah, I think that's a great point, especially because we've, t- we've talked about this and touched on it before. But utilizing your 401k is probably the easiest way. I mean, because you... 
it comes out of your paycheck. It goes straight into the 401k. It gets invested immediately. You don't have to worry about it. I think when you're utilizing a traditional or Roth IRA on your own, there's the temptation there to do market timing, to wait for a particular time to invest versus just automating it, doing a dollar cost average into whatever funds you've lined up in your traditional IRA. Now, if you can do that, I think it's a great option, especially when you consider, okay, my 401k doesn't really have good investment options. But I think that's the starting point, looking at what the investment options are for the 401k. Yeah, 401k is a pretty good set it and forget it type of plan. It's like tax that comes out of your paycheck and it, it goes and gets... If you set it up correctly. Now, if you don't set it up correctly, right. if you don't pick a good investment, if you don't know what's there, then it could be pretty bad, actually. Yeah. Um, but once it's all set up correctly, I mean, even my, like, I rarely look at it. It you know, I know how much goes out of each paycheck. It goes there. I've selected my investments. I selected my rebalancing frequency. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, aside from maybe once a year during tax time where I'll look at it just to make sure sort of everything got to the right place, meaning that, you know, and it's very rare that an employer would, you know, miss a contribution or something would happen, but yeah. it doesn't hurt to log in once a year and just for sure make sure everything's sort of in order. But it's in most places, it's going to stay in order. It's going to operate well. Uh, And for people that don't want to fuss and aren't at the level where they can completely max out their 401k, it's such a good, seamless, no-friction solution. Now, we do a lot of planning as well for people, though, who max out the 401k at some point or have just total crap options in a 401k. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've seen... It's like a coin flip, really, when somebody comes in. Yeah, really. In 401ks, you're like, oh, this is fantastic. You have all these low-cost funds. Or it... It's terrible, it's kind of like, and their fees yeah. are insane, and it's oh, just you, like... you can oh. pay 1%, and you're fine. That's a little hyperbolic. It's not yeah, but always I, that high, but I mean, there's some really terrible fund lineups. So yeah. uh, if you're in HR or you own a company, like look at your fund lineups. Right, and, and, and a lot of the time, do a HR favor for your can change. You know, they can make adjustments to what those lineups are. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's on the company to be able to uh, to have the ability to do that. So, uh, and if you if you're at a company and the fund lineup stinks, send a note to your HR and go, "Hey, why don't we have any low cost or yeah. easy funds or things like that?" Yeah. So, uh, so that's what I would do. Uh, usually, when you add any type of friction to mm-hmm. investing and retirement saving. There's a lot of potential that something falls through the cracks. Yeah, I agree. So if you open an IRA and if you have to press the button to make a deposit, maybe you don't. Maybe you set up auto deposits, which is great. But then if you have to press a button to go in there and do your investments or things like that, each one of those steps of friction creates a likelihood that you will not do something or you'll make a decision uh, or forget to make a decision or something along those lines, and you will sabotage your savings plan. Great. Which yep. is why I think 401k is generally yeah, a really good option for 80% of people are not bad. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to belabor the point, uh, but Melanie, the last thing I would mention is if you only have the traditional 401k option, a lot of 401ks nowadays have a Roth option that goes with it. But if you only have the traditional 401k option and you're in a tax bracket that makes sense for you to utilize a Roth, then it may make sense for you to just get the match uh, through your 401k and then utilize a Roth IRA outside of that. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah. uh, So if you go down that route um, and you are just kind of starting out with your own Roth IRA, meaning that you have, uh, you know, you're not approaching retirement you're not necessarily needing a financial plan at this point. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't know where 
they are in life. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's assume that it sounds like you have the option right now, like you could stick with the four hundred one k or open an IRA for the first time. So if you're opening an IRA for the first time, then um, you may or may not need a financial plan. You may or may not be approaching retirement. Uh, and need more of a wealth management approach, meaning how you're going to take distributions in retirement. So if all of your do- all you're doing at this point is really opening a Roth IRA and beginning to invest in an IRA, at that juncture, you probably don't need to pay for full-fledged advice. Yeah, you can probably sure. buy an appropriate mutual fund in a Vanguard or whatever, which I think uh, is one of the things that they asked, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could probably do that on your own fairly simply. Now, where an advisor comes in is usually if you are in your sort of wealth development phase of life and you're a high earner or have a complex tax situation or have multiple planning priorities that you want to work on. So people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s will utilize you know us as planners and wealth managers for that. Or when you're approaching retirement and now you have this huge sum of money that you can't leave in your 401k anymore and needs to be managed uh, and sort of distributed according to plan and sort of needs to work to meet your plan, those are the times when it makes, I think, a little bit more sense to yeah. engage somebody because yeah. it's not typically something that people want to do on their own or they're afraid to do on their own. Yeah. So those are the instances where I would consider maybe approaching somebody who can help. Great. Okay. Good, Melanie. Um, we hope that helped answer your question. If I had to choose a winner, which I do, the winner is Melanie. You know, the secret to wealth is really very simple, guys. I mean, live on less than you make, invest the rest, do so for a very long time. Uh, It's great to be back with you again, Daniel, and I'm glad to be on today. I hope everybody has a good rest of your week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.